Finance Minister Christia Freeland unveiled the second budget of the Liberals' mandate, fo- mandate focusing on reducing spending, while they say they want to support Canadians who have been hit hard by high inflation and rising interest rates. In total, there is about $43 billion of new spending. Here is Global News Ottawa correspondent David Aiken with a breakdown of today's budget. The budget centerpiece is a one-time cost-of-living rebate worth $467 for couples with children, $234 for single Canadians, and an extra $225 for seniors. The government is calling it a grocery rebate, but you can spend it on anything you want. It will be paid out to 11 million Canadians. When? That's TBD. The government also promises to lower credit card transaction fees for businesses and prohibit what it calls hidden junk fees that consumers pay. Things like roaming charges or surcharges for concert tickets, even excess baggage fees. Freeland also announced an expansion of what is now called the Canadian Dental Care Plan. That's a plan that had covered dental bills for children in lower income households. Now, by the end of 2023, any uninsured person in a household earning less than $90,000 can get federal dental coverage. The government is also scaling back a planned tax hike on beer, wine and spirits. The alcohol excise tax will now jump 2% on April the 1st, rather than 6.5%. Overall, new spending commitments total $43 billion over the next five years. And most of that is a result of increased health transfers to the provinces. That is Global News Auto correspondent David Aiken. Well, our next guest uh, calls today's budget a full frontal attack on the paychecks of hardworking Canadians. Pierre Polyev is leader of the Conservative Party and leader of the official opposition. Mr. Polyev, thank you for joining us today. Good to be with you. Why do you think this is a full frontal attack on the paychecks of hardworking Canadians? Because it will cost Canadians more and allow them to bring home less. Everyone agrees now. The debate is over. Government deficits are driving inflation. That's not... It used to be it was just me saying that. Now, former Liberal Finance Minister Bill Morneau, the governor of the Bank of Canada, the former governor of the Bank of Canada, they all agree. Deficits drive inflation. More dollars buying fewer goods means higher prices. Today, we saw the Liberals add another $43 billion of inflationary deficit spending. They'll push up interest rates and eventually taxes as well. There's a war on work in Trudeau's Canada. doesn't matter how hard you work because when you get it all clawed back with taxes, it's nearly impossible to get ahead. So Canadians will pay more to bring home less. And that's why Conservatives will be voting against this inflationary scam. Now, there's been deficit spending uh, with the uh, federal Liberals since, uh, I believe it was 2016, 2017, in, that, in and around that area. They had one time talked about uh, uh, eliminating the deficit by 2027. That certainly isn't happening at this particular point. However, some, some would argue that Canadians are hurting. We have high inflation. We have still people though, uh, dealing, with, uh, in a, uh, dealing with the post-COVID environment, not having the jobs uh, that they once had, uh, businesses still struggling, high interest rates that people still need help, Canadians need help from their government, and, and that it is not a time to yet start cutting deeply. What do you say to that argument? That would be to, to confuse the cure with the disease. The reason Canadians are suffering is because the cost of government is driving up the cost of living. A half a trillion dollars of inflationary deficits, which they've added to today, a bit of the cost of the goods we buy and the interest we pay. 
higher taxes, including the carbon tax, which will rise on your gas, heat, and groceries this coming Saturday, mm-hmm. higher income taxes, higher taxes on alcohol, and countless other products are driving the cost of living crisis. So this government under Justin Trudeau is not the solution to rising costs. It is the cause of rising costs. It's trying to cap, time to cap spending, cut waste, and reform and lower taxes to make work pay. So folks can bring home what they earn. Yeah. So uh, today the government did announce, of course, a GST tax credit, which uh, would uh, be available, I think, for 11 million Canadians. Uh, They've also offered a grocery rebate, $467, one-time rebate for a family of four. That's about $467, $225 for a single senior. Uh, If you're talking about Canadians not wanting to see deficit spending, where would you cut? Because it is easy to say that we're spending too much, a government spending too much, but where would you begin cutting? Well, the first thing to do is stop adding to the problem. Every time they roll out a new budget, they add today, they add $43 billion of new spending that we weren't doing before, spending we were living without prior to this budget. So when you're in a hole, stop digging. That's the obvious thing. I bring in a law that requires government find a dollar savings for every new dollar they spend. Secondly, they cut back on the high-priced consultants that They've literally increased the amount they spend on consultants by over 100% under Trudeau. The average Canadian family now spends $1,400 in federal taxes to pay for consultants. At the same time as our public service has grown by 30%. Bring the work in-house. Have the public servants do the work they're paid for rather than contracting out to $3,000 a day consultants. Those are just a few examples of obvious waste that could easily be eliminated uh, in order to lower the cost of government and let people bring home more of their paychecks. Hmm. Um, let's just touch a little bit on uh, the issue of housing just for a moment. It is a huge challenge, of course, here in Vancouver and many major uh, cities in Canada. What would you like to have seen in regards to uh, you know, helping Canadians deal with the issue of unaffordable housing, whether it be uh, more stock or helping people get into the housing market? What would you like to have seen? More homes. It's very simple. We don't have enough houses. We have the fewest houses per capita of any G7 country. In fact, the number of houses per thousand Canadians has actually gone down under Justin Trudeau as the population growth has grown faster than the housing supply. Why is that? Government gatekeepers. Government gatekeepers block housing construction. In Vancouver, your city, the cost of red tape is $650,000 for every single unit of housing. And this means fewer houses, fewer, and that drives up the price. Under Justin Trudeau, the average mortgage payment has doubled, the needed down payment has doubled, and rent has doubled. Um, so the solution is to bring in punishing fines for big city politicians that block housing construction and bring in building bonuses for those allow, who allow construction to go ahead, require every federally funded transit station be pre-approved for high-density apartments all around, even on top of the stations, sell off 15% of the 37,000 federal buildings so that we can convert those into housing. In other words, we need to bring homes workers can afford by removing gatekeepers to, to speed up uh, permits and build more houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just want to go uh, move uh, just a, 
off the issue of, of the of the budget just for a moment. Um, on Sunday, late Sunday afternoon, Paul Stanley Schmidt was outside a Starbucks at the corner of Granville and West Pender here in downtown Vancouver. He was there with his family. There was some sort of altercation. We don't have all the information yet, and I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, but he um, was rushed to hospi- hospital where he later died. It has shocked many, of course, here in Metro Vancouver who are already concerned about random violence. I had the mayor on earlier today on the show talking about the issue as well. What would you like to see done? Because the mayor has already promised 100 new police officers, 100 new mental health nurses. They are well on their way of, of hiring those um, those uh, two promises that he made. He said it would get done. It is happening. But what else do you like? To, would you like to see done if elected as prime minister? What else would you do to make our cities uh, safe? It's what we have to undo. We have to undo all of the liberal NDP catch and release uh, taxpayer-funded drug policies that have turned our streets into war zones. Under Justin Trudeau's eight years in office, violent crime has grown by 32%, gang killings up almost 100% in that same time period. The cause is very simple. It's catch and release bail. Our police officers arrest the same person often three times in the same day. He's released again and again and again. In Vancouver, the same 40 offenders were arrested 6,000 times in one year. That's 150 arrests per offender per year. This is Justin Trudeau's bail system. He brought it in with his legislation. I get rid of it and require jail, not bail, for repeat violent offenders. Jail, not bail, for repeat violent offenders. Keep them behind bars until their trial is done and their sentence is complete, rather than re- releasing them to reoffend. And also, I ban hard drugs, put the addicts in treatment, and I would make the corrupt big pharma companies pay the price for it by suing them in a $45 billion lawsuit for having brought the drugs in in the first place. Well, much to talk about, Mr. Polyev. I appreciate your time today on regard the, regarding the budget and, of course, the issue of, of random violence in our communities as well. Look forward to having you in the studio very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. we got to bring home lower prices, bring home powerful paychecks, bring home speed from the fort, and bring home safe streets. Let's bring it home. Thank you.